Well, if you're like me, you are trying to hold on to summer for as long as you can. But uh, it is that time. It's kind of like the big reset when school starts up again. And uh, I love this time of year. I love it that it, it means that people are coming back to church. We're filling up. Uh, summer's kind of over in the travel schedule. But I pray for warm weather. Uh, you know, secretly, I pray for global warming for Minnesota. You know, I just, <laughs> I'm just saying. But uh, it, is, it is our favorite time of the year. Uh, I, I just want to say this before I go any further, though. I love the series that we did this summer. And if you did miss any of it, please watch it online. Uh, I love that we talked about the one Jesus loves and we followed that in the progression. And all the young preachers and the young communicators that spoke uh, last weekend, can we show our appreciation again to all of them that did that? I was so excited. The church is in good hands, really good hands. Now, it's our favorite time of year. We launched the church 24 years ago. Uh, this was the pre-launch weekend 24 years ago, and we were praying over every room in the school where we launched. We just had a handful of people that were there, and to think that uh, 24 years ago, it was just a, a small group, really, that's what it was, a small group of people hoping people would show up at our grand opening, and then uh, now here we are with almost our, our ninth campus uh, starting in just a couple weeks, and the church approaching 10,000 people. It has exceeded our wildest dreams, and we just keep dreaming bigger and bigger ever since then. But I've loved this part, uh, part of the year, again, because it brings us back into rhythm. I love that we start the uh, midweek, the Go Kids midweek. I love the sisterhood, all the different ministries. Alpha kicks up. I love the life group launch. This is a, a, a great time of year for the church. And so today as we um, step into the fall, really, that's where we're at. We're stepping into this return of people coming back. Um, I want to do part three of step into the yes. If you remember, that's our theme for the year. And I started out, you know, right at the beginning of the year with the vision. I said, it's step into the yes. And then, you know, a couple months in, we did step into the yes part two. And, and in the first one, I cast vision. And I talked about, here's what we want to do. And we had goals. And if you remember, I mean, uh, it, was, it feels like forever ago, but we had the step into the yes cards. And we asked you to fill them out. We asked you to pray about things that you would do that you would say yes to, that you'd say, that's what I need to do. That's, that's what I, I feel God wanting me to do this year, whether it was in serving, whether it was in life groups, whether it was uh, global teams or whatever it is, you're like, I, I did it. And hopefully you kept that. Or like me, I wrote it in my journal and it's right there in the inside cover. I see it over and over again. That was the first time. And then the second time I talked about, like, what's the thing you left off the list? What's the thing you left off the list? What's the one thing you know you need to do, but you're struggling with it and you haven't done it and you know that like, it's the one thing that's going to lead to your breakthrough? And I said, uh, a lot of people live the Christian life trying to avoid the bad things. If you remember, I said they, they avoid the do-do, you know, and they don't ever get to the do, you know. And so that was part two of it. I said, you got to get to the do. What's the thing that you're really called to do and to step into? And then um, with this one, I want to give a challenge to the church. I want to give a challenge to you um, that the worst yes is a yes that is lived out as a no. The worst yes is a yes that is lived out as a no. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to me in Matthew 21. There's actually a story about this, about a yes that was lived out as a no. And as I was praying about this, I felt this uh, desire to share this with the church today. Matthew 21, Jesus is speaking to the crowd and he says, what do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered. 
But later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did, his, did what his father wanted? The first, they answered. Jesus said to them, truly, I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him, but the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you didn't repent and believe him. Now, I understand in this story, Jesus is talking to people. He's talking to religious people, and he's trying to get them to understand that they've been asked to do something, and they're not doing it. I understand he was talking to the Jewish people and he was saying, hey, you were on mission. You actually were on mission. The Bible tells us that they were supposed to be a light of revelation to the world, to the Gentiles, to the people that didn't know God. And so in the moment when he's telling this story, I understand that he was saying it right to them. He's saying, hey, there's a yes that you're supposed to be living and you're not living out the yes. And he says, but there's a bunch of people that have never lived a yes, that lived a no, that were God's enemies, that actually even said no to God. But amazing thing is, they've come around now and they're starting to live out the yes. And he's saying, get with the program. Get with the program. You were called to live out this yes. And I thank God that this story is there for us. I thank God that he was speaking to them like, hey, live out this yes. And I thank God that we can apply it today to us. And we can say, what is the yes that we need to live out? And are we living out our yes really as a no? Or is our yes being lived out as a yes? Now, in the story um, that Jesus was sharing with these people, um, he, he totally has this style that sets them up. He's like, hey, what do you guys think? And they're like, okay. He's like, I want your opinion. I want you, okay, what do you guys think? And so they were, they were leaning into the story. What do you guys think? And I'm just saying like, Jesus is so incredibly smart that if he says, what do you think? I'm like, talk to Peter, talk to Peter. Let him get in trouble, not me, you know. So he's like, what do you think? What do you think? And so he's teaching and he says, you know, this guy has some sons. And he says, go to work today in the vineyard. And it was, it, was his, it was his right to do that. It was his right to, as father, to say, hey, I want you to go and I want you to work in the vineyard. And, and so the people are like, okay, I get this. It was their right. And he says, the first son says no and then lives out a yes. The first one says yes and lives out a no. And he says, man, this is, this is, this is uh, do you get where I'm going with this? And you could see the light going on in them like, oh boy, oh boy. Are we, we've said yes, and yet we're living out a no. And I'm praying for us today that we would not say yes and live out a no. I'm praying that we wouldn't say no and then eventually come around to the yes. I'd pray that we'd really live yes, yes. How many want to live yes, yes? That's the way I want to live. I want to live yes, yes, because I think yes, yes is best. I wrote this down. No, yes, you live in a mess. Yes, no, uh-oh. Yes, yes, that's the best. That's my best Dr. Seuss attempt right there <laughs> at preaching. But no, yes, we look at the first son. We look at the first son and he says no. And let me give you some general observations about the, the boys. The, the dad had a, a, a rightful expectation that his boys would do what he asked them to do. In culture, it was right for the dad. They were really employees, if you will. They were children, but they were also there to work in the family business. And so the dad had the right to expect them to work and he doesn't ask for a crazy request. He doesn't say, I, I want you guys to sail around the world. He just says, I want you to work in the vineyard. And I think a lot of the things that Jesus asks us to do today as followers of his are not crazy requests. They're just simple things. He's like, I just want you to work in the vineyard. So he says, I want you to work in the vineyard. They have relationship there. 
And it's implied that the boys knew what to do. It wasn't like, I know you don't have a clue what to do, but go work in the vineyard, see if you can figure it out. They had to have worked in the vineyard. So in the story, you're kind of filling in the details here. And the first son says, no, I won't do it. He doesn't add any pleasantries to it at all. He just says, no, I'm not going to do it. It's interesting, the, the second son, for just a moment, the second son adds all sorts of pleasantries to it. He actually says, I will, sir. Matter of fact, in the original language, it's just, I, sir. Like, you know, sailor, like, I, I, sir, as you wish. He doesn't even say, I will. He's like, I, I, like, totally, you got the right guy, as you wish. I'm right here, reporting for duty. You know I'm going to do it. I'm in. Isn't that interesting? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, dad. The oldest son, or the, the, the one son, no, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it, and I, 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 I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to walk away. Could you imagine that moment? I mean, as a dad, I'm kind of like, oh, the defiance that's there. And in their culture, do you know in their culture, as Jesus is telling the story, they're all thinking like, oh, oh, dad could take that boy down to the elders and have him judged. And if he's rebellious, he could face the death penalty. And if that sounds harsh, let me explain. In, in the Bible, they treated rebellion pretty serious in the Old Testament. And uh, they would, if the dad felt that the son was rebellious, the dad would bring the son to the elders. And if the elders and their mom agreed, isn't that interesting? Elders and mom, God knew that sometimes dads get a little angry. <laughs> Which, by the way, as cruel as this sounds, this was like the best in culture. Like there's ancient um, laws that have been uh, discovered, like Hammurabi's code uh, that was discovered. Just the dad could take out his child's life in that code. Uh, but in, in God's word, he was like, hey, if the dad's upset and thinks that the child's rebellious, he's going to take him to the elders. And if the elders and mom agree with dad, then the penalty is invoked. So, okay, so this is what's going on. So they're like, oh, he's defiant. He's, he's, he's just in his face. No, no. Now, let me talk to us about our no, not just his no, because there are some people in church that wear their no as a badge of honor. They wear their no as like, I say, as soon as you can, go on a global team and, and go out on a global team. They're like, no, not going. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm your pastor. I'm trying to pastor you on that. As soon as you can, go on a global team and see what God, and they're like, no, no. You like that? I said, I said it to your face. I'm, but at least you know where I stand. And I'm like, Okay, all right. I mean, I'm like, I'm like and, and usually they'll be like, see, I'm not a hypocrite. At least I'm, you know what I mean? And it could be as simple as soap. Like, can you do your soap? No, no, I don't want to do that. No. And I'm like, really? It's not that hard. And, they, and But then they'll, and it's like a badge of honor. And it's like, you know, I am not going to do that. I'm, you can't make me. You can't make me. And, and, and I just, I feel that intensity for the dad. Like, wow, when you're told no to your face and, and it's not a badge of honor to say no and, and, and just be like defiant, okay? The, the goal is for us to say yes to God. It's interesting though, like it, sometimes it's not even defiant. It's, um, I, I, we had Bob Goff here for um, church and he's coming back for Sparkle and he's gonna speak and, and uh, I was standing next to Bob and, and before service starts, he goes, hey, I'm not gonna sing every song. And I'm like, are you a bad singer? And he's like, no, no. He goes, uh, if I don't agree with the words 100%, I don't sing the songs. And I was like, and he goes, so I'm just going to ponder them, think on them. And if I don't think I agree with it 100% or I can't align with it, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to sing. And I just was like, 
okay? And I was like looking for something to say. And I was like, I kind of sing it as a faith declaration. You know, I said, even if I don't think I'm there, I just kind of sing it like I want to get there. And he's like, good for you. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then he did sing, like, it was interesting. Like he'd sing one song and then not the other. Okay. That's Bob. And I'm going to say he's defiant, but he was like, this is who I am. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. And so this boy's like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. And I have no idea how his no turns into a yes. But I want to say this. If you said no to God about anything, I pray your no would turn into a yes. Matter of fact, I'm praying for a special anointing on this service all weekend that if you have been saying no to giving your life to Jesus, at the end of this service, today's going to be your yes day. Today's your yes day. I'm just praying right now for a spiritual breakthrough where people that have said, I'm not saying no, I'm not saying yes to God. I'm not giving my life to Jesus. Maybe you told your spouse, I've said no to him, and you know I said no. I'm praying today's your yes day. That's what I'm praying. I don't know how his no became a yes, but I thank God that he, he went from no to yes and did that. And I, and I thank God for that in this story, that he ultimately comes around and obeys and does the right thing. And no matter where you're at, if you've been doing the wrong thing, it's always the right time to start doing the right thing. It's always the time to leave your no and step into your yes. But the second son, he says yes and then does no. And it's not just a Bible problem. How many know that that is a problem for today? And it's not just a church problem. And I can prove it to you. These are sayings that were not invented in the church and they're not in the Bible. Don't look for them, all right? You say, you got to walk the walk. You got to practice what you preach. You got to put your money where your mouth is. Hey, your talk is cheap. Actions speak louder than words. How many know? I mean, we're saying, hey, you can say it all the time. It's you're saying yes, but I'm not seeing yes. Okay, so culture lives this way. We say yes, but we live out a no. So it's not just a Bible problem, but it's a Bible problem, it's a culture problem, and it's a church problem. This son knew the request and the right answer, and we do too. We know what we're supposed to do. We know what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to step into the yes. We know what God's telling us to do. We know those things that'll give us a breakthrough. We know those things and, and we're, we're like this son and we, we say yes and then we live out a no. And if God's gonna do something amazing in your life, in this church, in this community, in this state, in this world, he's gonna need a lot of people that say yes, yes. Yes, no doesn't cut it. And, and so I don't know why he didn't, say yes and live out a yes, but I can just imagine that some of the things that are in our world might have been in his. Maybe you procrastinate. You, you grab that and you said, yes, yes, this is my year. I'm stepping into the yes. And then you procrastinated and something just became your problem. And you, you just, yeah, it slipped away and you're going to get to it. And you're still like, well, December's not here yet. We still have time. We're going to really push in December. Man, don't, pro, don't procrastinate. I, remember, I don't know why I remember this, but I remember a professor of mine in college, he used to say, inch by inch, it's a cinch. Yard by yard, it's hard. Do your homework every week. You know, I was like, ooh. All right, so I remember that. I'm in a rhyming mood right now. All right. If you're procrastinating, I won't spend much time on that, but man, get some help. Google it. There's all sorts of help out there on how to, get, all right. But maybe you procrastinated, but I don't think you did. I think it was a hard issue. So let's look at other things that I see in the church and in people's lives. I mean, maybe he was mad about his brother not working. I hear that. These other people are not working. 
I am working all the time. I'm in the nursery. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. And these people aren't working. I, I hear that. And maybe he was like, my brother said no. That's ridiculous. And he let his brother's no make his yes turn into a no. How sad that you let somebody else's no turn your yes into a no. You're responsible for your yes. You're responsible. So stop comparing and get to work in the vineyard, okay? Maybe he was distracted. He's like, God, I have a large family. You know, I got a lot of kids and I just got, I get distracted. Maybe he had a business to run. Maybe he's like, I had a, he had a side business and he was doing this. And he's like, sorry, dad, I couldn't get to that. You know, maybe he was like, I have season tickets and it's the Vikings opener. Yeah, oh, I can't, you know, I have season tickets to every sport under the sun. You know, I don't know what it was. Maybe he was daydreaming. Maybe he was daydreaming and he thought that thinking that he did it was as good as actually doing it. You know, maybe he blogged about it, tweeted about it, did an Instagram story. You know, he's like, this is what everybody should do. And he told everybody what they should do. And he thought, because I spoke about it, I actually did it. You know, that's a problem in our culture today. We, we, we talk about it, but we don't do it. Maybe he admired, maybe he made a list of all the things that need to be done in the vineyard and he admired the list. But I'm telling you this, it's easier to admire the list than, than to do what's on the list, but a disciple completes the list. That's what we do. That's what we do. And, and we don't say yes in the service and then not complete the service. And a lot of people do like, yes. And then we leave and then we don't. And he might have made excuses. He might have said, it's too hot, it's too cold, it's going to rain. It might rain, something might happen. I'm too poor, I'm too young, I'm too old. He could have made all sorts of excuses. And I thought about this. And trust me, there's so many people in our church that inspire me. But I'll tell you this, like, I'm just going to mention a few people. I didn't tell them I was going to mention them. But Leroy Klausnitzer, he uh, has been ushering into his 80s. He's 89 years old. And he's been faithfully ushering, and he's just recently stopped ushering at 89 because he can't drive here anymore. So could somebody please drive Leroy so he could keep ushering, okay? I mean, it's just amazing. See, the people that could give excuses don't live in the excuse. He could say, you know, I've done it. Let the young whippersnappers in their 60s do it. You know, like, he could say that, but he doesn't. You know, we have Christy Oscarson. She has brainstem encephalitis. She never misses the church. Matter of fact, as I'm preaching right now, she's in the church right now in this service, and she's not making excuses. She's doing her blog, and she's doing this, and she's uh, doing Christie's Food for Thought blog, which is based on her soap that she's faithfully doing. You know what? She could give an excuse, but she's like, no excuses. I'm working the vineyard. That's awesome. Come on. We have four people that have celiac issues that are going on a global team soon and said, even though we have eating issues, we're going. We had somebody with Crohn's disease that said, I have to bring my own food to Africa because I can't risk eating the food there because of my Crohn's. And they brought a suitcase full of food to go because they said, I'm going. I'm going. If this is the part of the vineyard I need to work on, I'm going. The people that could make excuses don't, and they get to work in the vineyard. And I'm telling you right now, let's stop making, out, making excuses and let's start living out our yes. Let's, let's, say that, let's let our yes mean yes and let's live it out. And, and let's realize there's no throwaway Sundays. There's no throwaway weeks. There's no throwaway months. There's no throwaway years. 
There's no, it's a short time. We get a short time on this earth to live out our yes, to actually say yes and then live out the yes. And then we have all eternity to live in the amen. So we've got a short season where we get to work in the yes, live in the yes, say yes. And I'm praying that our, our yeses that have turned into no's that have been lived out as a no, today they're going to turn into yes, yeses. Yes, yeses. I, I just pray that you'll, this will become a yes church and that you'll say, well, how many months do we have left? We have four months left in the year, but we have a lifetime of serving. But we have four months left. And whatever God spoke to you, this was really a prayer-inspired theme for our church. It was something I felt we needed to do to step into the yes and to say, yes, God, yes. What do you want me to do next? How do you want me to serve? How, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to do this? And I'm praying that our yes would turn into a yes, yes. And we'll say, you know what? Yes, yes is best. That's the way we live. And if you've been living out a no, let's get to the yes. If you've had a yes and, and you've been just kind of living, you know, come on. It's time to go yes, yes. And I want to let you know that we put something in place. First of all, uh, it, it's, it's wonderful that it's life group season right now, that it's, it's the life group launch. I mean, for a lot of you, it's, it's right there on your chair. Alpha, freedom, explore, life groups, right there. Step into the yes. What was it that you said in January? Like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Maybe you said you were going to lead a group and it's too late to lead a group. Why don't you go and co-lead and say, hey, I, you know, go, wouldn't that be great if all the life group leaders had people show up and say, hey, I had said I was going to lead one and, and because I didn't get in in time, but I want to live up to the yes. I want to co-lead with you. What do you need me to do? I'll host. I'll bring all the snacks. I'll clean the house. I'll be your backup. I'll be the relief pitcher. Give me the signal. I'll come in. All right. You know, I, mean, I don't know. It's, it's that time. But here's another thing. We, I had the, the team do this, and they set it up wonderfully. It, it, you can text my yes to 41411. How easy. No form on the chair. You can text my yes to 41411, and, and then you can see the whole list of all the things where you can step into the yes. And you, you, each one of us knows what it is that we said yes, and we've been living out a no, and, and we want to say yes, yes. And so you could right now say, hey, I'm getting on track. I didn't want to preach something like this, and then everybody leave and go, how do I figure this out? What do I do? I wanted to preach something like this and challenge you that the, the, the no became a yes. And the yes that was a no was the wrong way. And the way that God wants us to live is yes, yes. So again, you could text my yes to 41411. Easy, easy to do. And to be able to, you could sign up for your life group and step into that next yes. You say, well, it's too late for global team. We, we missed the time limit. Man, you, you start, you sign up within the year. Sign up within the year and say, I'm going to get on this mission with them. I'm going to do this. It's time for us to step into the yes and live out yes, 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 yes. Matthew 15, 8 says, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And Jesus was just disturbed by that. He's like, they, they honor me. They say the right things, but their heart isn't there. And with your hands, I want you to sign up. I want you to text. But with your hearts, I want us as we close here to be able to say, God, my heart wants to be more in love with you. My heart wants to break for what breaks yours. My heart wants to be right. Because I'm telling you, I think, I, I, again, the first guy went from a no to a yes, but that no turned into yes, I'm guessing because something happened in his heart. I don't think somebody convinced him, like, you're a bad son. I think something happened in his heart. And all of a sudden he realized, you know what, my dad's a good dad. 
It's not unreasonable. I, I, I should do this. I love my dad. I, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? I love my dad. I want to do the right thing for my dad. And all of a sudden something changed. And I'm praying right now in our church that our hearts will change that our hands will follow through, but that our hearts will change. We'll say, God, it's for your glory. It's for your honor. We want to serve you out of love. We want to say we love you. We want to thank you. We don't want to just have our, our, our songs be sung with great words. We just don't want our uh, flowery things to come out of our mouth. We want our life to reflect that we really love you and that our love will be lived out. I'm praying for that for our church. I'm praying that as we jump into this season right now, it's a season of growth. It's a season of, of fresh starts. It's a season in the next couple of weeks, we're gonna have uh, the series again. We're bringing it back, the Reclaim the Table. We felt like that was a great series for people to invite their friends. And so it was several years ago, it was so well responded. So in October, I mean, it's a season for us to say, yes, I said I was gonna invite people. Now I know where I'm gonna do it. It's a season for us. And I'm praying that we will live yes, 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 yes. And that our love will grow bigger and bigger and bigger. And our lives will say yes, and live yes in Jesus' name. So God, I'm praying right now that we would step into our yes. What an amazing story here about these two boys. One that said no and ultimately got around to the yes, and God, I'm praying for that, that people that have said no would get around to the yes. But the one that said yes and lived no, how sad. We don't want that to be our story. And so God, I'm praying that we would live yes, yes in Jesus' name. Yes, yes, in Jesus' name. I'm praying that we'll take advantage of that easy opportunity, just texting my yes to 41411. I'm just praying we'll do that. And then I'm praying, God, that our heart will be changed. Right now, I focus on that. May our heart be changed. May our lives want to live out a yes. May we realize how good you've been to us. You're a loving Heavenly Father. You've given us so much. We can't call you Lord, Lord, and not do what you say. We don't want to just have lip service and then have our, our hands and our feet and our, and our thinking and everything else so far away from you. God, help us to live out a yes, yes. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen.